0: Have you ever felt as if you weren't quite in control when negotiating over a new job? If so, you aren't alone. And in Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright takes a look at how to change that. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Late last year the government here launched an array of measures aimed at bringing talent into Hong Kong and includes things like simplifying the vetting process for talent admission but should employers also be working harder at making the recruitment process a simpler a more pleasant experience. I'm going to ask Bill Lee he is the managing director of Hong Kong at Jobs DB to discuss the do's and don'ts of attracting talent. Thank you for coming into the studio Bill.
1: Thank you for having me today, Carolyn.
0: So according to your recent research, not everyone is happy. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about that and a little bit specifically about the issues job seekers face when they are being approached about a potential job opening.
1: Great question there. We are seeing an interesting gap between Hong Kong respondents perceived bargaining power versus their actual bargaining power. So a bit of context for the listeners out there is that you know? recently we did a global talent survey together with BCG and the network, and there were about 90,000 respondents, and Hong Kong contribu- contributed about 2,000. And from that we saw that 68% of Hong Kong respondents felt that you know, they were approached multiple times a year. And However, only 6% of them feel they have all the power in a negotiation versus employers, significantly lower than a global average of 19%. And we feel there are a couple of reasons behind Hong Kong job seekers perceive, you know, somewhat, you know, inferiority. Number one, we feel that number, um, there's a cultural tendency to respect authority and seniority. Perhaps because, you know, we live in a culture where, you know, we are afraid to negotiate harder. When an offer is being made, we kind of think that's the ceiling and we don't really push beyond that. Number two, perhaps there's a fear of lost opportunity. There's a perception that this is a very, you know, competitive job hunting market. Um, The truth is actually the other way around, like, you know, that um, it's actually a a job seekers market right there. Right. So perhaps, you know, if they hear about this broadcast, then they may have changed, they may change their mind. Right. And thirdly, perhaps, you know, they're already thinking ahead to their post-career onboarding. There's a reluctance, therefore, to push too hard during negotiation because they may seem as though, you know, they are um, going against their prospective future manager. Right. And that may affect their future promotion chances, et cetera. So that's I think would be the reasons.
0: So actually it sounds like people should be less scared about negotiating harder to get what they want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like that's what the survey is telling us. That's what the global respondents are confident, but for some reason, Hong Kong respondents aren't and hopefully, you know, they should be, yeah.
0: So do you think uh, recruiters could change their behavior to help people feel more comfortable in having those kind of discussions?
1: Absolutely, I think in this current day and age, especially in the current market environment, um, competitive remuneration, um, sexy titles, as well as comprehensive packages, are just table stakes, right? So I think employers and hires just need to do more to attract the best talents. And we have a couple of valuable pro tips here, right? Number one, you know, would be a: um, hires should be looking to create job ads with clarity and honesty. And in particular, I think in Hong Kong, it probably is best if they can to provide a salary range in the job description because that's something that job seekers are looking for. And traditionally in Hong Kong, you know, hires are generally more reluctant to basically do that. Number two is that um, employment recruitment process matters. Like you know, employers and hires tend to overlook this and think that you know, if I make a good offer, then perhaps it's not important for me to do follow up. But we found that through the survey. About sixty-five percent of them of Hong Kong respondents say it's an honest conversation during recruitment. Is the number one way for hires to stand down, and I think this is because recruitment process is actually the first time a prospective job seeker has an opportunity to meet somebody from the organisation in person, and that basically is the first impression, is this lasting impression. And about you know fifty-two um, percent says if during that process there's a negative job, exp- negative recruitment experience, they would probably turn down an otherwise attractive off- offer. And that's really critical. And the last pro tip I have for the hires out there is that only in Hong Kong, 42% of Hong Kong respondents say if the hiring manager actually takes up the phone, picks up the phone, makes a phone call and try to convince that candidate, he or she is more likely to join that company. So please do that if you have that opportunity.
0: So it's more of a two-way street, it isn't kind of the old-fashioned thing of you just do an interview and then you kind of get a letter through the post afterwards. You should actually be making more of a network. I'm interested about some of the things you said there as well about offering feedback, because I remember I've recruited people in the past and you know it's... I would have a conversation with people who even weren't successful in getting a job to offer them feedback on where they, they needed to maybe up their skills and things like that. And is, is that something that you see as very beneficial to employers, to offer that kind of thing too?
1: Absolutely. Simply because, you know, during the recruitment process, there's also that part about employee branding. I think about what we always used to do, right? When we are interested in a job and we got an offer, we're considering whether to join, Often we you know we ask our most trusted parties, whether it's our friends. You know we check company website, etc. Now, if there's a negative review about that company during whichever process, whether a person working there, or a person during that during the recruitment process, it basically colours the candidate's perception about that company. And therefore, you know one of the don'ts, you know, for hires out there is don't as- underestimate employer branding. Don't underestimate word of mouth and the power of network. And, you know, if there is an opportunity, invest in an alumni network, invest into building that um, branding perspective. Yeah.
0: Now, something else you mentioned there was talking about the actual job descriptions when people post uh, a job opening. And I, I feel I've found a lot of job openings that, that list a massive, massive array of skills you need. And and like you say, they aren't necessarily terribly clear as to what it is you actually need to have. So what should recruiters be thinking about more carefully when they're doing that process of putting the, the job application advert together?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I mentioned earlier, salary range possible. Number two, try to be as clear as possible about what the job entails and be honest about it. I think candidates know there are you know, pros and cons to every role. Number three, in this current environment, as much as possible, if the company policies do have it, um, showcase your hybrid you know your work-life balance you know how how the company promotes that because we see in our report that about 70% of Hong Kong employees or job seekers wish to have a stable career wish to have you know a work-life balance but only probably about 20% of the employees are actually doing that as a permanent work policy so there's a gap there and if you're able to showcase that I think you're putting yourself in a very good state in front of the prospective candidates.
0: And what if you are the prospective candidate and you look at this job description, you think, you know, I can probably fill eighty percent of the criteria here. Am I am I good enough or do I have to fill a hundred percent of the criteria?
1: Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a very interesting question, Carolyn. I think, you know, in our current climate right now, you know, I, I would encourage job seekers to be more confident, right? Um, 70% of the Hong Kong respondents reported that, you know, they receive multiple job offers per year. And that's probably indicative of a competitive, you know, market out there, where it's the job seekers market. So perhaps previously you weren't aware of this information. Now that you are, then, therefore, you know, you should be a bit more confident, yeah.
0: Okay, so something else you referred to was things like work-life balance. isn't aside from the sexy job title and a good <laughs> rem- remuneration package, what else, aside from salary and these sexy job titles, are um, prospective employees looking for? And what should recruiters be putting in and adding in to, to persuade people to join a company?
1: So a couple of things there. Number one, um, we see that you know Hong Kong respondents um, like the work-life work balance, what does that mean, right? It means that, you know, um, there's, there's a stable career and there's actually time outside of work for them to spend with their loved ones and about 70% of the respondents say so. The second part to that is they want to join a stable company and there's a clear path of progression towards management of senior leadership. Now, if, re- if employers are able to showcase that during the recruitment process and prove that when the employees are actually onboarded then the chances of attracting and retaining talents is just incredibly that much higher
0: and and for an employer i, I imagine that it, it's very beneficial for them to get someone good and to keep them because it costs them less because obviously the recruitment process isn't actually cheap it costs a company to recruit a new member of staff right
1: yeah absolutely like often you know employees are only looking at you know how much it costs basically doing the recruiting right but what about the opportunity costs? Right, the time it takes to fill up that particular role, All right? How much revenue loss is there for the case, right? And I think uh, encourage employees to look at it from that perspective, and therefore you know consider things like time to fill, consider things like you know revenue loss, consider things like you know the cultural you know um, aspect of it, whether that's a candidate fit to it, as part of the broader consideration when recruiting, and not just look at you know the, the particular cost alone. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there's lots to look at. And lots of do's and don'ts, but I think some great advice there. Thank you very much for joining me today. That was Bill at Lee, Managing Director of Hong Kong at Jobs DB.
1: Thank you, Carolyn. Great having you.